But when we go off, when we go off, it's it comes from that place of fear. Mm-hmm. And there's another part of it where it comes from a place of desire for comfort. Like I, I want to feel justified. I want mm-hmm. to feel like I'm right. Okay. So I'm going to scream at you and I'm going to go after you and give you a pop out. And it's not for them. It's mm-hmm. it's because it's like you're sick and tired of it. Yeah. And it's like for you because you mm-hmm. feel like you're going to feel better if you let it out, if you just let it out. Mm-hmm. But it's something we just got to be aware of yeah, um, sure. and can't. We can't just kind of put it away in a closet and say that, you know, what I don't ever get to that place. That's not me. Because yeah. uh, if we do that, we're ignoring something in us that's trying to come out so that we can help mature it. We can help develop it and fix it. Hey, this is Eddie. And this is Ntebureng. And we want to welcome you to Defying Self Self Podcast. Welcome back, folks, right? Welcome back to you. Yes, well, welcome back back to to us. Us. Welcome back. Yes, hi, welcome back, (laughs) Giddy. Okay. (laughs) Okay, all right, so look, what I want us to dive into is this issue of strict parenting. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's a heavy issue because here's the thing, many of, of us parents, um, have been since March, February, mm-hmm. cooped up in a house yep. with kids. Some um, kids. And it's it's like full-time parenting for real. If oh, you didn't know yeah. what parenting was before 2020, now oh, you yeah. know what it is. Oh, and yeah. it's, it's been intense flowing into, you know, the following year. Um, the issue that I've seen mm-hmm. and, and, and one of the things that I've been really concerned about personally but with other parents that I work with is, is the temper that we're running, we're running out of temper, mm-hmm. uh, we're running short on our yeah. temper. Um, and, and it, the issue is that we come across very strict, mm-hmm. come across very strict. So what mm-hmm. I'm hoping is like, just to discuss that, yeah. discuss like what it's looked like for us as we're navigating through it, um, uh, you know, navigating around it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, just principles that we're just taking from that. Yeah. And I just want to jump in and say that this topic comes from Eduardo Archer's YouTube channel. Thank you, Eduardo Archer. Oh my, I didn't know you're going <laughs> to, you know, wow, I got a little like promotion. Yeah, there it is. promo, you know, advert to me. <laughs> <laughs> slip that in yeah so so this topic does come from Eduardo Archer's channel on YouTube um, I think you guys should check it out mm-hmm. lots of um, really great topics on parenting and self-care and all of that um, yeah so we just figured that it was a really great topic and that it, you know it would just it's one of those topics that we can d- dive into and speak into um, some more and mm-hmm. being parents of three boys, I think we mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. felt the heat and continue to feel the heat. Mm-hmm. And our patience continues to be stretched. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, one of the things that <laughs> from time to time I'll ask you is, you know, do I walk around with a scowl? Because, you know, like, do I walk around <laughs> with like a frown on my face? Because yeah. I feel like I spend half my life from correcting and you know um you know shouting at someone putting somebody from disaster you know don't get on top of your brother he's only 15 months old you are six years old sure, sure. oh my goodness are we do, did, did he just write on the mirror with like soap right did he just yank yeah. out the soap um what do you call it thing in the, the hanger the, inside of tile Oh, in the Jesus. shower, did he just yeah, you know, you know what I mean? You so just destroy like, the the toilet. I'm realizing I'm probably gonna have to get my general contractor's license. You probably need so, to. So this house can survive. Oh my goodness. Homeschool. Is the 15 month old going around the house and pulling out the stoppers by the door? Like right. nobody's managed to do that, but the 15 month old has has perfected yes he's actually the art of like yeah. digging out the stoppers by the door right. so there's like holes everywhere as you yeah. walk around he's, he's essentially pulling <laughs> apart our floors he's taking our wooden floors apart so it, i think it's not meant to be a complaining session but in any case <laughs> it's too late I man think... we're there <laughs> point is that 
you know, parenting is a one of the greatest callings. It is very tough. Uh, and one of the things that I keep thinking about is that, you know, it keeps us prayerful. It keeps us humble. And the thing that I think of is Paul crying out to God to say, there's this thorn on my side. Can you please take it away? Yeah. And he cries once. Nope. Twice. Thorn is still there. Three times. It's still there. And then at some stage, he has to realize that, oh, wait. So the thorn is here, it's staying, just like parenting. Um, and I mean, it's like you you, you are always going to be a parent, you know, um, whether your kids leave the house, you know, um, and it's a different kind of parenting. But I'm like, in any case, your, 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 your attachment to your kids is a permanent thing. Right. You know, whether it's physically you're involved or your heart is always tethered to them. And you're always carrying them emotionally, you know, whatever, psychologically, um, spiritually, you know, you you we are always joined, um, you know, to our kids. So a part of that is this need to discover the grace that is made available to us right. as parents so that we can, in, well, not even just endure. You know, I mean, it, it definitely is part endurance because there's nothing easy about it. But I think it's it's that how can it become joyful endurance okay you see right so so there's a couple of things here okay. uh one most immediately you're highlighting the fact that the antithesis of the strict parenting is joy because <laughs> nobody's having fun no. nobody's having fun like constantly saying no mm-hmm. you know it's not it's not enjoyable um but i but the other key thing is that you're right there has to be a grace you know i i say it all the time for parents and kids it doesn't matter if it's biological foster adoptive mm-hmm. that it's a match made in heaven mm-hmm. nobody could have planned for that child to be in your home looking at you yeah. holding the tile that they just pull out of the wall like nobody could plan that it was a match made in heaven <laughs> and and so look it's there uh, has to be there has to be something in us that's meant to do this for them mm-hmm. and there has to be something in them that is meant for us yeah. to learn and to grow in as mm-hmm. well yeah. you know so so those those are very important things for sure yeah um, anyways, I mean, you can go ahead and just, mm, mm. um, yeah, well, I mean, just to, um, just to go back to what you're saying, as far as the, the, the YouTube channel, what's interesting is a topic like this isn't, it, it isn't a light thing. Uh, when you look at the channel, you know, I, I don't have very many views, you know, but this whole strict parenting video, which is probably the second video I ever created is one of the more popular ones and, and has mm-hmm. had, more comments, more feedback, mm-hmm. questions coming out of it. Um, so it definitely is a concern that many of us mm-hmm. are carrying uh, as parents because I think I think it comes from a couple things. I think we're asking this question, am I too strict as a parent? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because one, we're not necessarily enjoying the constancy, right? The consistency of us having to correct behavior, yeah. go after it correct it, mm. reinforce it with consequences, mm. with loss of privileges. Yeah. Um, the attitude that we feel, the sting, mm-hmm. you know, of, of having to scream, you know, it's, it's the thing is what was interesting when I looked at myself um, is at the end of the day, it sticks with you, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the reverberation of your voice mm. that you had to scream to redirect behavior to yeah. stop somebody from killing themselves mm-hmm. or unfair stuff it's like you still feel the tremble yeah like the echo this is almost like there's an echo long after the day is over and mm-hmm. you are sitting mm-hmm. you know for me it's like i see the reverberation of some of the moments that right. would have happened right um where it's i mean i guess almost like having an out-of-body experience in the sense that you know you're seeing yourself and you're just like oh man you know i wish that I could have said what I said and my voice wasn't as high as it was. It was. Sure, sure. Right. Um, I wish I was calmer when that happened. Right. Uh, because now you settled emotions. Of course, you know, you're tired probably. But emotions are calmer. The little monsters are always sleeping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Looking like angels in their <laughs> beds, like just completely beautiful. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. The angels are now sleeping. Uh, you know, and then some of these things come... And they can come also with a sense of guilt and condemnation, which 
I believe is really a waste of time. Like the condemnation is a waste of time. Mm. Um, I, but of course, those moments in themselves are informative, right? Because there is a re- reason you are cringing. And ch- chances that I'm cringing because, yes, I probably didn't quite act as I needed to in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing that would be valuable is that as part of this discussion, because you're saying that grace is available. Yes, yeah, so grace, you know, the resource being given strength by God, resource from heaven. But I mean, part of grace is really also encompassing um, the issue of, but what are some of the resources that is available to parents um, that as parents we can be begin to engage in um, to help ourselves, you know, to become not just less strict, but I guess better, right? Mm-hmm. Because, and I'm saying not less strict in the sense that Yes, there is maybe um, I don't need to be so obsessive about certain things. But at the end of the day, the thing that is always a strict line is that there are expectations and there is a place we are trying to journey to. Sure. Right. As parents together with our children. Uh That yes, the journey is that I want my boys to grow up and to be very respectful men. So I'm not going to shift the, 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 the respect as a requirement. So it's like that's a strict requirement in the sense that it is something that I'm hoping it can be attained. However, the means of how we're going to move from this place where there's attitude and there's just being inconsiderate and all kinds of things, um, the thing that can be changed, of course, is that, okay, so how do we move from this state where both the kids and ourselves are really immature in different ways and we can begin to journey to that place where respect can be taught and then respect can also be demonstrated. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, because the thing is sometimes we demand things of our kids, but you find that in us trying to enforce those very things, we ourselves are breaking our own rules uh-huh. and we are almost enforcing a different lesson. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I think um I think what's what's needed to get there, you know, to get to that place of grace where all those good things are happening. Um we got to get past some things. Okay. We, we have to get past um some mindsets and beliefs and feelings that we're carrying. Um uh and and essentially is creating like a double mind mm-hmm. in it, you know, is is creating kind of like a uh, you're just kind of being off balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so one of the things that we've got to get past is guilt and shame. Okay. Um, uh, and, and I mean that we have to get past it in the sense of not allowing it to define us and mark us, mm-hmm. um, uh, but also uh, getting past in the sense of actively reconstructing life in a way that... Okay. that um, uh, that bandages those moments where we feel guilt and shame because of something we did. And, mm-hmm. and what I'm talking about is, is repairing the relationships, Okay, you know, whether that's an apology, mm-hmm. uh, whether yes. that's restructuring the specific situation that causes you to be so strict, whether mm-hmm. that's you creating a plan. So, you know, exactly what I do during bedtimes. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of bring in timers. We bring in, you know, like, and, and now we have a whole bunch of things that 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 are going to automate this one issue that mm-hmm. I keep falling apart on, mm-hmm. you know, and I can rely on my system and not on my emotions. Yeah. So that's how, that's. I mean, those are a few things that we have to get past. We have to get past the guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. And those are a few ways that we have to, that, that we could do it. Yeah. let's take a step back um before we address or rather i guess bring in the component of resources um like what are we talking about when we are saying strict parenting mm-hmm. i mean We're taking a step way back oh snap yeah i, I think i think we should just start there i think we should start there like what are we talking about like what are some of the you know visuals that come into your mind when you think strict uh, strict parenting and i say that but i do think that at a personal level we really judge ourselves Maybe even more, you know, differently because you can say to me that, oh, I do this. Oh my gosh, I feel so bad because I feel like I'm being so strict. For somebody else, what do you consider strict is like, oh, what? 
you know, so sure. I do know that there's going to be varia- variations. Yeah. But I think maybe like at a general level, like what are some of the things that we are talking about when we say st- a strict parenting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I could throw out some some of my ideas. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see what, what you think. When uh, default de- definition for me is a, um, is a parent that utilizes their power and force overwhelmingly. Mm-hmm to um get compliance mm, mm, that's good okay yeah so well, okay i think i mean i think we do need to like you know like uh what's this um just um yeah delve into that a, a little bit because i think okay. that's that's actually really a great definition okay right yeah. that's really a great definition um do you want do you want me to say what my definition is or should we go ahead and yeah let's go through your definition for sure my definition is um so one of the things that came to my mind as sort of as i was assessing myself and as a parent was the image of god with adam and eve in the garden Mm -hmm. because another another um thought that came to me was hey you cannot out parent god sure you can't right Okay, it's like you can't outparent God. Uh, you know, you may not agree with some of the stuff that he does and how he does it, but the point is you can't outparent God. Um, you know, he loves beyond what I love, except so it's like, okay, you know what, I know I can't outparent God. So it's like, well, okay, so given that I can't outdo him, well, let me look at how he parents and hopefully I can begin to become more like him. Okay. The image that came to my mind was God in the Adam, in the Garden of Eden. So his parenting is, hey, kids, here's a garden. You can eat whatever you want. You want to go swim in the ocean with the sharks? Go ahead. You want to eat the pears? You want to eat the fruits? You want to eat the grapes? Go ahead. It's all yours. You take care of it. You enjoy yourself. Roam the whole place. Mm-hmm. But that tree there in the corner, you can't have that. For me, that's like freedom. Right? right, freedom, but there are constraints because there is no such a thing as free freedom for freedom's sake with no limits. Because then that in itself is really not freedom. Sure. Right. Um. So so that's freedom. So for me, strict parenting is doing the opposite of of that, because then some of us, instead of giving the whole garden, right, what we do is that you just give the small corner, and then everything else is it's it cannot be it's touched. Locked down. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's really good. You know. Everything uh-huh. else is, is locked down. So it means like that's sort of like my sense of what strict parenting is. Yeah, right. And my question is, how am I as a parent? Do I really give and create space to allow my kids freedom to roam and to discover and to touch and, you know, to say even the wrong thing, you know, to say the wrong thing to et cetera, to just discover because it's a new place. So you don't know, you know, so you must test out, you must climb the top of the fridge sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently. Mm. You know, and test, you know, you must keep dropping things down from the table because you want to test out gravity. You know, obviously, you know, this thing can sort of like be played out and expressed in so many ways. But I think the thing was like, am I, which side of the scale am I at? Am I really, do do I have more dons Uh and less do's or have I, you know, opened like this garden up? But then inside of that, created definitions of the things that cannot be touched. But when you really look at it, is there really freedom or is there not? Right. So for me, that was the image that came into my mind mm. regarding what strict parenting looks that's like. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's worth uh, unpacking too. That's worth spending some time. <laughs> uh, We're yeah. in trouble then. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we have time. We have time. So <laughs> we're back. So welcome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, welcome. Let's 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 keep going on this idea of the garden. Okay. You know, um yeah, I think what what's what's really fascinating about that is <clears throat> is the fact that um I mean, the the parenting from God is is freedom and and here's specific restrictions. Yeah. Right? And and essentially this is what the restrictions are called, the tree of life and death. Yeah. You know, and you can't touch this and you yeah. you're but all of this is freedom it's and yours. and I think um I I imagine, I mean, for the most chunk of their experience, like what occurred to them, Adam and Eve, was the freedom. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily restriction. That yes. had to be 
that had to be like drawn out by mm-hmm. by the snake when you know obviously we all have like internal um proclivities that mm-hmm. draw us to things that mm-hmm. are broken which yeah. which is helpful i mean think about uh w- like we would never know the issues that we need to submit to god the issues that we need to work on yeah. we need to like actually focus mm-hmm. on fixing unless it came out yeah unless it came out and i yes. i think that's one of the the things to consider with strict parenting is the issue that if I'm so overwhelming, overwhelming with my force and power, if I'm mm. so trying to manipulate what happens well and, and what doesn't happen well, will I ever give the opportunity for the brokenness of my child to come out so we can address it mm. and help heal it mm. so we can actually give them the opportunity to have yeah. the right response you know, and, and to engage relationship mm. and all of that entire journey mm. where we're kind of afraid yeah. of, of, well, we're just not, we're not giving voice okay. to it. You're not giving we're opportunity not giving for it, it yeah, to yeah. even show. Yeah. And then how about we talk about the excessive use of power? And, and I think it does obviously come from a place of, um, ultimately it's, you know, it's, it's, it's well-intentioned, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, I don't want you to fall off and break your neck. You know, I don't want you to burn yourself. That's the place where it's coming from. Yeah. Uh, but I think inside of that, there, there is also embedded um, probably a sense of fear, uh-huh. um, you know, a need for control. Right. Um, you know, and because of that, then you end up on the extreme side of things uh-huh. versus where there's no fear, where you are able to sort of like allow the mistakes to happen and not feel like, well, when they do happen, then war is us. Then this child is forever going to be this way. Right. Right. You know, so I find that if we if we struggle to embrace the fact that it's okay for the child to make mistakes, it's okay for us to uh, be prepared to repeat this thing a hundred times before the child gets it. Hello. Unless if we embrace <laughs> that, Snap. you know what I mean? Because I yeah. think if you if we don't embrace that, then I, we are more likely to overexert ourselves right. versus gently nudge the child along. Yeah, correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, but, I, but I get it. I get the fear of, oh my goodness, he's, he, he, he's lying. Oh no, I can't have him be a 25-year-old boy, yeah. who, a man, sorry, and you know, who goes around lying. Right. So that fear makes me just clam down hard you yes. know on this child you know when i find them lying mm-hmm. um you know versus realize that okay of course i don't want him to be a 25 year old man who's lying mm-hmm. however there's no fear it's a journey we're going to get there and i'm going to be relentless in my determination internally to keep working on this yeah but it's like the weight of that doesn't have to fall all into a moment right because i understand that as long as i'm dedicated to the journey uh-huh. When the moments come, there's going to be a, you know, firm, gentle, hopefully, yeah. um, reminder that, hey, remember, we do not lie. Uh-huh. We need to keep working on this. And yeah, sometimes, you know, you give whatever consequences and sometimes you just talk and then perhaps you just move on. But I think like there's like two places. Do I parent from fear? Because if it's fear, then I need my power to protect me. Or do I parent from a place of faith and of hope? Yeah. Uh, because if I do, then I understand that yes, of course, he was never going to like stop lying in a moment necessarily. Sure. Uh, just as much as I, as a, as a, as an adult, I've also taken time to come around with certain things. Yeah. And the thing that now I just need to remember is that it's a journey, and we are gonna, we're not, we, we, we're going to, um, draw a circle around this thing, mm-hmm. but we don't have to suffocate it in a moment. Yeah. We are going to gently move. You know, towards it. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, and that's good. I, I like that. If we parent from fear, we need our power to protect us. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really powerful statement. Uh, and and so, um, and it's true. I think, well, I'll say this. I, it, for me, 90% of my strictness comes out of that me fast-forwarding the story 30 years yeah. and seeing my 36-year-old yeah. you know, being or doing something that he's doing right now. Yeah. And that's, that's inaccurate. Um, but, but I know that there are times where, um, uh, I'm, 
I'm actually going after something. Mm -hmm. And I and 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 I guess that's that's where we have to be so careful, guys. As you're listening to this, it's going to be important that you understand um, everything is going to be relative to that moment, to the yeah. need of the child. Yes into to what you need to do yeah because there the are times journey. where i need to meet my my son with strength yeah you know because he's showing me strength and it's like i like let's do this let's yeah. let's chip away this and and i'm going to stand and be strong for you and it's not a strength that i'm going to overwhelm you and snuff you out and break you internally mm -hmm. it's a strength that says yes stand i will stand and mm -hmm. and together you can stand in me, you know, mm -hmm. or fall on your own. I mean, it's it's a dynamic that we walk through um, uh, when that time and, and that op op opportunity is there. Yeah. There are other times where I, I watch them do horrible things and my response is calm, giant and gent. I mean, it's it's calm and gentle. Yeah. And I, I will say it is giant because in that moment, those kids are like, what, what's going to happen? <laughs> what is going to happen? Daddy, I fixed it. I did this. I, I did that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I feel so bad about doing this, this and this. Yeah. Cool. I hear you. And and that's what they receive from me. Mm. Um, but it's it's all of those things together are doing a couple of things. It's getting their heart. Yeah. You know, and it's moving them along the track of what's appropriate for their developmental process, mm -hmm. you know, in progress. I talk to my my four year old differently than I talk to my six year old. You know, I deal and treat with my 15 month old, obviously <laughs> very different from the six year old. I mean, the, the 15 month old is literally um, punching people in the face yep. uh, at any chance. He gets. Yep. And we're dealing with it but I probably do it very differently than if my <laughs> six-year-old was doing that. Yeah. So, so all these things just to say are, are appropriate to what the need of the child yeah. developmentally appropriate, what you are discerning, yeah. you know, in the spirit realm, as far as appropriate response in that moment. Mm -hmm. Right. All those things are critically important, but when we go off, when we go off, it's, it comes from that place of fear mm -hmm. Um, and there's another part of it uh, where it comes from a place of just desire for comfort. Mm. Like, I don't want, I I want to feel justified. Mm -hmm. I want mm -hmm. to feel like I'm right. Okay. So I'm going to scream at you and I'm going to go after you and give you a pop out. And it's not for them. It's mm. it's because it's like you're sick and tired of it. Yeah. And it's like for you because you mm -hmm. feel like you're going to feel better. If you let it out, if you just let it out, mm -hmm. uh, and and I I'll say I'll say for majority of us uh, parents, that's probably what happens less, you know, than just the fear mm -hmm. of me trying to navigate uh -huh. something. Um, that happens a lot less, but it's something we just got to be aware of, yeah, um, so. and can't we can't just kind of put it away in a closet and say that you know what I don't ever get to that place that's not me. Yeah, because uh, if we do that, we're ignoring something in us that's trying to come out so mm -hmm. that we can help mature it we can help develop it and fix it mm -hmm. you know so so let's see it and let's work on it yeah so what i'd love to do is is just to review what we need like how do we move this thing forward how do we okay. get past you know um the fear past the desire for comfort past the guilt and shame mm -hmm. you know uh that that we're just talking about how do we get to a place where it's like hey i'm i'm parenting and i'm confident yeah you know yeah yeah i mean that's the thing right with parenting that it's um a lot um, it's like you have to parent yourself as a parent, if I can say. Uh -huh. uh, in parenting other people, you end up having to parent yourself in a sense that you are having to walk your own self through a process of maturing. You know, um, as your kids show you your stuff about yourself, it's that need to go back and to, you know, heal and to work on things. Yeah. Because then as you do that, then the parenting issues that we are talking about, like being strict they obviously get fixed in the process, in, you know, in the process. So it's even like the fear, the, so the fear, um, 
because I think that tends to be like the big part. The question that comes to my mind is why are you so afraid? And that the answer to that is going to be different for different of us. The thing that prompts fear, yes, fine. The you know, in answering it, you'll say yes. Well, I'm I'm scared because I don't want my 25 year old to be a liar. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, sorry, I don't want my you know, let's say you say six year old to be a 25 year old man who lies. Okay, but maybe for you is like wait specifically in that area because you find that the whole strictness thing is different depending on what. We are dealing with, right? Right. Um, you, you, as in, you tend to find that maybe as a parent, you are more sensitive to something other than uh, more than others. Sure. There's transgressions that happen at different levels, and honestly, it takes energy. So, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, there's so much energy in trying to correct that. Yes, I know there's some people who don't get tired with correcting every single thing. Mm-hmm. But that's tiring, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Suffocating, but correcting everything. But even yeah. in that, is that if you happen to be the, the one of those who is correcting every single thing, my question then would be like, what is what are the areas where you find that you are more sensitive and you tend to be a lot more overbearing? Because I think there might be a story there that's not even related to the kids. That's related to like our own histories. So perhaps, you know, with the lying, my issue might be that, but because I saw men in my family, like lie and disappoint, that's why perhaps when I'm parenting my son, I'm overly sensitive in this area. Because I think the thing is, it's, it, it'll be overbearing and overwhelming. So not overbearing, but it would be overwhelming to try to chase down. It's like if I find that there's 10 areas, if I, you know, like if I could group, let's say my, my, um, my interactions with the kids into 10 areas. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like, man, I'm like so strict in all 10 areas. The idea is not to try to fix all 10 areas because that's too much. But perhaps I can identify that, man, when it comes to, to these two issues, when they do this specifically, I'm like uber sensitive and I tend to be extra, yeah, sure. you know, uh, overbearing. So then I think it'd be, it'll be useful to then say, okay, in this one or two areas, why am I so sensitive? Is it really about the kids? Why am I so fearful that I need to really come down on them so hard? And then if I look at myself and I realize that, yes, I don't like them. To, it, I, I'm so sensitive to lying because of what I've seen. And that's the thing that's generating fear. Then it's one of those things where it's like, well, you know, I have to begin then to deal with that thing from my past that is clearly flowing through me and it's impacting my kids. And they're really out here paying for somebody else's sins and it's not them. Yeah. Because kids go through things. Because even in lying, it's not the same. And there's the thing I have to remind myself that even, for example, when, you know, a child is lying, it's not necessarily coming from the same place as an adult. Yes, fine. I mean, they're smart and they realize that, oh my goodness, I just, you know, did something bad, you know. Ooh, I'm just trying to protect myself because I know, you know, mom and dad are going to get mad. You know, for sure. I mean, human beings, we're broken. So there's, you know, a level of crookedness. But I'm like, but it's not really necessarily just the same way as like an adult. Where sometimes with adults, we can really just be maybe very conniving. You know what I mean? It's like, I Mm -hmm. feel like with adults, with all the issues and, you know, you knowing, it really takes a lot more sometimes, I guess, planning to like lie. Whereas with kids, it's just really just a lot. It's very basic in the sense of, oh, oops, I shouldn't have done that. <gasps> Let me protect myself. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, that sometimes is that being hard is almost like, wait, but do you realize that they are a child? They just need to be coached. It's not like lie, lying, like let's say how your father used to lie. It's, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Definitely. You know how come sometimes you can equate? It's like, well, yeah. yeah, no, for sure it's wrong, but it's not, he's not your father. You know, this person is not that relationship that broke down. They just... You know, a five-year-old who thinks they've discovered something in the system that can help them get around when they find that they are in a, you know, in a bind, uh, but they're not that. So in any case, it's a, it's a going back to, I'm super sensitive because it's actually not really about the child. It's about a part of my past 
that I need to heal. Yeah. And I believe that if we can heal and be released from those things, hopefully it will bring more air in the room to allow us to parent with faith. Because quite frankly, it's like even if we are so obsessive and we are trying to control the future, the point is you can't. You cannot. Suffocation yeah. is not going to mean that, oh, your kids are finally going to like necessarily snap in and, you know, be exactly like you want. No, sometimes suffocation is exactly that. It's suffocation. And the minute they escape out, they feel like, oh, my goodness, I can breathe. And then they, you know, in some cases, then kids will go off and do whatever, sure. which could be the quite the opposite of what, you know, you're trying, you're to, trying to teach them. Right. So it's that it's just so much better for us to allow air into our houses, into our families. So the kids can grow up, you know, and we are still, you know, teaching them the principles and the values, but they don't feel like they're being stuffed down in their throats, you know, and being forced down. And it's like, oh, I'm suffocating versus of course that, yes, I understand that they're lines, but I do feel like there's also air and grace in how these things are taught that there's an easier, um, or their hearts, I guess, are a bit more open to embracing you know, the standards and the values that we're trying to pass on uh -huh. because they are flowing with a level of gentleness versus this harshness that could cause that even when you're giving somebody a good thing, they could end up resenting it because we are just being so hard. Sure. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's so good. That's so good. I think um, uh, one of the things I was highlighting as you, as you spoke is this idea of underestimating the time that it takes to teach these lessons. Uh, yeah. Discipline... Discipline as a parent is essentially repeating something a hundred thousand times, yeah, uh, and until it becomes the norm mm -hmm. and reflexive for them. It's it's repetition, it's time, yeah. it's it's your, you know, effort of picking it back up and doing it again, um, and just the consistency is the most powerful thing yeah. of discipline, not the power or force that we're using. Mm. The power of force gets a response in the moment. moment. But but discipline or, um, you know, actually changing their character is something that that is created by consistency mm -hmm. uh, in an environment, you know, yeah. so so that's huge. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's important. just go google parenting and COVID-19 you know and the impact there was a study that'll come up like pretty high there's a study on the impact of uh, of how COVID-19 has impacted parenting mm -hmm. um and it highlighted some of the uh emotional uh impact that our kids are walking through because they're they're even more susceptible to depression mm. to stress to anxiety um and so what was interesting about the study is what they they're able to find out through questionnaires walking through pre and post randomized studies um they found that factors like being placed in a community with a high COVID occurrence, mm -hmm. factors like having a relative that has COVID, um, uh, a parent losing a job, none of those things had enough of an influence to affect the child's mental health and okay. well-being. The issue that they found that had the most impact mm -hmm. uh, on the mental health of the kids, and this is a study, it was, it was done in Italy. Okay. Um, uh, was the confidence of the parents in navigating mm. COVID-19 with their kids. How do I talk with my kids? How do I lead them through this? Mm. Um, and, and what they were finding is the parents that were least confident actually had kids that also had very uh, high instance of anxiety, depression. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, uh, I mean, so, so it, it just, it all points to the fact that uh, one of the important things that we have to go after is is how do I how do I uh, strengthen um, my confidence as a mm -hmm. parent? How do I understand the significance of who I am for these kids mm -hmm. uh, and where my validation comes from? Mm -hmm. um, uh, so so there's a couple levels. Of it. it's, it's the validation that we have to be able to say it, it's I am I am a parent because these kids were given to me by God. That's yeah. that's it. That's mm -hmm. the thing that validates me as a parent. The other piece of it is 
um, just bringing in structure and routines and working it. Yeah. Um, not allowing the stress, the anxiety, the emotional tumult of our time to take away all of our attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but but to be able to hand uh, to handle the routines that we have naturally with our kids, to walk them through that bedtime routines, eating routines, expectations, rituals, time that we spend together throughout the day on the weekend, all those little pieces are things that 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 give us confidence as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, our kids can see that example. Um, uh, and and kind of find their foundation inside of it, find something to stand on, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to really feeling like they're sinking. Yeah. At, at the important point, though, to still mention is the fact that, but it takes time. Because um, unfortunately, there is no silver bullet. Right. And what you're talking about is really just creating a structure to allow uh, places where there's probably a lot of disorder hence resulting in a sense of powerlessness or, you know, or uh, over being overwhelmed, right? Um, And then, because then if you're overwhelmed, then I think it does trigger, easily trigger the the being super strict, right, parenting. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm saying that time is important is because, you know, we have structures, but guess what? Even inside of those structures, there is still a level of chasing that needs to happen. And chasing means that, okay, hey boys, it's time for shower. We know it's shower time. Of course we know it's shower time. But guess what? Nobody, <laughs> at least in my house, nobody's saying, oh, yay, it's shower time. Let me go, you know, go to the shower and take off my clothing. <laughs> no, nobody's doing that. The minute you say it's shower time, people are try to think, oh, okay, let's play sneaking game and let's do this. So there are structures and there are prompts and they know that nobody's going to shift shower, shower time or say, oh, well, you guys are going to go to bed dirty today. They know that. But it doesn't mean that they will still not try to run circles around some of the structures. Yeah. So that's the part to say, Test yep. Test the structures, right. Mm-hmm. Structures are important because over time, you know, it, it, does, it, it really does lessen and take, uh, it, it lets more air in. Yeah. Um, for sure. Because then even if like the kids were really just like in disarray, you find that they start, you know, smoothing out on the surfaces. They start smoothing out on the surfaces, um, you know, and it helps to like make things better. However, time is our friend. Time is, you know, here with us and time is needed because (laughs) inside of those structures, you'd still have human beings who have their own wills, who have their own ideas, um, who also have to agree to comply with the structures that you said. Um, so I think we cannot, um, we you know, we can't underscore enough the fact that, yes, we're going to do all of these things, but we have to remember that everything takes time with kids because yeah. they are their own individuals. Yeah. They are trying to find themselves. They are trying to understand the world. So part of that is that they are going to knock the walls and they're going to test out structures and they're going to test your resolve. Yeah. Um, and in testing, it doesn't mean that you now all of a sudden have to remove the walls that you had placed by setting structures. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that we must just keep reminding them that the structures are there and this is why they are there. So yes, of course, you must go and take a shower. Yeah. And here's a timer because I do need you to take a shower so that you can then have time to play or, or whatever the case is, right? Yeah. So I think that that's time and just patience and just a remembrance yeah. that it is a journey. I mean, we cannot run away from that. Yeah. And, you know, with that said, I, I find that really naturally one of the things that we do is um, reset. Uh, it's There are just times and seasons well, we just have to hit a reset, you know, uh, you know, it's like I've been screaming way too much. I've been correcting or there's been way too much misbehavior, mm-hmm. like out of hand. Yeah. Uh, and and as a family, we need to do something different, mm-hmm. you know, so we're going to reset. And that looks so different, you know, depending on it's It's not so much what we do to reset is a fact that it's it's ingrained in the process of of the growth here of what's happening here you know some days it looks like i think on thanksgiving yeah we just really did no schoolwork 
you know, and we actually, even though they're homeschooled, but it was a reset. Of course, you would never do schoolwork. Well, well they read books and things like that. And <laughs> but so you would like, never do schoolwork on Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, no, for sure. But but um, I yeah, I'm just saying, like yeah. those those are times where I'm going to maximize this. Um, the things that I would have normally gone after to correct, I'm just gonna I'm gonna reset this whole thing. Maybe and I might bring some novelty in. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll bring a new format or do it a different time of the day. Yeah. But I, I don't want to get too much into like what it can be. Um, but just the fact that it's okay at some point to say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to do this different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to put this down and bury it for a season, for a time um, or forever, <laughs> depending on what it is. Um, and, and just kind of, you know, take a kid out for a walk and just have a heart to heart. You know, or, you know, just like we're just going to do something different for a little bit and, and give us some breathing space. Okay. So when you're saying it, I think it might be important to sort of give a much more specific example just so that it's, you know, because um, I feel like, okay, well, but wait, what are we talking about and what is it? So when you're talking about resetting, so one, you are talking about a case where you are identifying that um, perhaps you've trying to put in structures and the kids are sort of like, running circles around that and you are finding yourself super exhausted um, and more inclined to be strict, but except it's not really helping. So um, I think you're talking about a case where one, I mean, the rules, the values stay in place. Yeah, definitely. That never changes. Right. So that never changes. Mm -hmm. But you are talking about, so, I mean, resetting could, could, could be different things, right? So resetting could be, even in resetting could be like you loosening up a little bit and just saying, okay, well, you know, because of that you are being strict because you're trying to guard something, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, the values are always guarded, uh-huh. but sometimes I think strictness is you're guarding the values, but you're trying to control like maybe too much of the behavior and right. It, it feels sure. like that, right? Sometimes like you, I'm strict because I'm trying to like, steer the horse you know of behavior like you know in a very specific way and it's just is so much work so yeah so resetting could even mean that okay well so instead of like trying to do seven out of seven days of like uh, i'm 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 obviously um exaggerating of of trying to do seven out of seven days of perfect behavior it's like well maybe just you know just do just let them run uh, run around you know for for the two days so that you get a time to relax, they get time to relax. And it's, it's funny though, sometimes in the realm of resetting and allowing more freedom, how that in itself can actually feed into changing yeah. behavior in a Reinforcing positive way. Reinforcing that behavior, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I mean, kids are funny creatures like that. That sometimes, yeah, you give them more freedom and you think, oh gosh, great. It's just going to go downhill and they might just surprise you. Um, and actually realize that, wait, I know mom doesn't like this. And you give them the freedom and all of a sudden, all of these things that you've been saying somehow click into place yes. when you now allow them freedom. Right. And then it just becomes like a positive That's loop where you now have energy and you are more encouraged. Yeah. Uh, and then the kids themselves feel mm-hmm. better because you're not sitting on them all the time. I hear you. And the whole system, you know what I mean? Like the whole family. Definitely. Now like, Definitely. Yeah, and I, I I apologize for the abstractness of of this Very thing. No, I'm super abstract, <laughs> but this one, this one for real, I I don't uh, want to get concrete on. No, I don't think uh, we should because it's the issue for me is that like it's a it's me zooming way out and looking at the seasons and the like different milestones of our family over this last uh you know like craziness, um. And I'm noticing that there were there were times or phases where things shifted slightly, and you it's like you you brought a new book for school and you went with a completely different curriculum and boom everything fit everything changed behavior oh, was different okay. and then there was a I season where that like wore out you know and then you brought something new in or yeah. or there was a parenting thing and we said hey buddy. You know, at some point we said, I want you to come tell me about this. or I want you not to tell me about this. And everything shifted. It was this, it's it's hard to put your finger oh, on okay. this bigger macro yeah. movement. But I understand that with strictness, 
you're kind of going after this thing forever. Like you're you're trying to cut it off. You're you're constant. You're overwhelming stubborn. with it. You're stubborn with it. And what I'm saying is, yeah, what you have to do is relax you. that in the in the seasonal transitions of your family, and be willing to let things go and let it like say, hey, like I I'm not going to deal with this thing the same way anymore. And then the methods. That's the thing for me. It's like so the values and the 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 the, the arrival point does mm-hmm. not change. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, which is right. want you Truth. to be respectful, but the methods, right? And the methods it has to be an openness that those are going to change because your methods are not necessarily right. That's good. That's good. So it's like to be married to your methods is to assume that you know, like you know the child exactly, and right. you are just so perfect for them. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. You you know what I mean? Like perfect for them in the sense that you have it all figured out. That for this child who's like this, this is exactly how I'm going to get you to do that, mm-hmm. and that's just not true. So we don't shift from like the values and just the things that are important and that are embedded in you know our families to say, okay, well, this is where we're moving. However, the methods and the reset is really speaking to the methods. Right. That you're hard to to help your kids be wholesome adults. That is is that is great and that shouldn't shift. How you go about doing it, you have to watch where you are at. Right. What needs to you need to let go of. Right. You know. Um, so perhaps, yes, it's, I'm introducing an, an extra hour of television, mm-hmm. you know, in this season. Um, perhaps we are going to not be inside of the house. Everybody's going to go outside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's whatever, but I think, yeah, that's exactly that. That's like, assess your methods and tr- be willing to try something. It's like, don't be married to anything yeah. because guess what? The kids themselves are changing. So something was great and it works for a season, but now it's no longer working. So to be strict is almost sometimes, I feel like sometimes we are strict because our methods are not, um, are are disjointed to the reality sometimes of also what's going on. Yeah. Um, And we are sort of just still trying to stick with this thing that is not working. Yeah. And it becomes just a very suffocating very laborious experience for ourselves and for the kids. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's important. That's important. Yeah. That is the opposite of strictness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is opposite of strictness? <laughs> uh, it's it's that. It's uh, flexibility. Yeah. Uh, it's flexibility. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And discernment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to know when... Yeah, that's the thing. That's it. I mean, it's it's flexibility, discernment. It's being able to read the needs of the system yes. and respond to it, as opposed exactly. to overwhelming use of power and force to try to break things in the direction that you want it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where we want to go. Yeah. Very good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, this has been great. All right. I'll see you next time. See you next time.